presence of the Lord and continue with that attitude of the presence. to them and to us and to God and for God being with us and us being with God and the presence of the Lord being in this house. Um, last week we talked about uh, the stories that we tell ourselves. The stories that we tell ourselves. We took the text from John 4 about the woman at the well. Uh, who 
was not so proud of parts of her story. She would have rather parts of her story not be disclosed in the daylight sun. She was so embarrassed of parts of her story that she decided to come to the well at a separate time from the time that the other women were doing the chores for their household. She would have rather not been seen. It was easier for her not to talk. For if she talked, there would leak parts of her story she would have rather kept concealed. We began to think and imagine what it would be like for Jesus, as I call Jesus in this particular story, the midwife redeemer. The one who had the courage to birth another's soul. If you ever have the privilege to birth someone's soul anew, it is a glorious thing to stand by while the Redeemer restores a soul. Awesome. The soul that everyone thought was down and dead for good. When the midwife Redeemer comes along, I feel like preaching this instead of teaching this. When the midwife redeemer comes, he will help you tell your whole story and find your wholeness and worthiness in the most undesirable of parts of one's story. We remember that courage comes from the Latin word core, which means heart. To tell one's story with one's whole heart. Hiding nothing with one's whole mind. Courage is a heart word. To tell our story with our whole hearts, we have stories and we are meaning makers. And depending on which part of the story we emphasize creates different frequencies in ourselves and those around us. This is part two of what we began last week, a message I called the stories we tell ourselves, an exploration in telling ourselves the whole truth. Brene Brown says it this way, you either own your story or you stand outside of it and you hustle and pretend for your worthiness. The pain and all. The lapses in judgment. The harm you've caused another. You know, church folk just like to act like, like they're the only ones ever been harmed. You know, we all stand here pretty, like, uh, that's everybody, everybody else did us harm. Come on, somebody step into the sunlight of your own story and talk about when you did it. I did it. I own that. But I'm going to pass it right on off to the midwife redeemer. Because my shoulders are too small to bear the weight of the faults and missteps of my own story. 
When you own a story and not deny it, you get to co-write the ending. You know, I tend to think that if I eat fattier and more caloric foods at night faster, that they don't actually stick on me as fat the next day. I tend to think that if I do it quick and in the dark, that didn't count. I deny that that ever happened. I don't know where those Oreos went. I really don't. You know, that doesn't count. The calories don't count. And if you know me, I'm a calorie counter. So I often fool myself by waiting till the dark to eat most of my calories. I want to talk to you about owning your story. For the stories that we deny, we can no longer co-write. I want to continue this concept of the stories that we tell ourselves by, ah, that's a neat slide, by riffing off the phrase, this again? And you have to kind of say it that way. Kind of say it with me, this again? With a bit of disdain and a feeling almost of being perturbed with yourself. As the situation unfolds and feels so familiar, it feels like the same lesson on repeat and you find yourself saying at the Oreo bag at 9.30 at night, this again? And somehow, the shame cycle begins. I know I'm doing it. Irritated I'm doing it. And now going to do it faster in hopes to outrun myself, outdo myself, outsmart my. Maybe if I just deny that I'm doing this. Somehow these stories, they, these situations come over and over in our lives. I want you to think about your own life and the situations that almost seem to be on repeat. It's like you've got the song on Spotify. You think it's going to advance to the next song. And lo and behold, you've pushed that little button that says repeat one. And there it goes again. And your device is far away from you and you don't have any control on what song. You think the next song should be something different and yet again, you find yourself on repeat. This again? We begin the shame cycle because for some reason we think that these tests should only come around so often and we recognize the test, we recognize there's a lesson in the test, we recognize we're older now, we feel ashamed that we haven't aced it by now. The shame cycle says if I were better this wouldn't be happening to me again. Or come on, somebody that has been through therapy, done some work, done some healing, and you think, I thought I was healed of that by now. I thought I was over that. I thought that if I heard their voice again, it wouldn't bother me the way that it did. I, I thought that I could go to that Thanksgiving dinner and sit next. I thought I, I thought I could. Why did I get so 
why did I get so upset? I, I thought I could walk into that room again where they are. And I thought, and then I got there and I don't know what happened to me, but I had to leave. I, I thought I, I was over that. I thought, I thought I could let her go and not track her on her phone. I, I thought I was over it by now. I thought, I thought I didn't have to pick up her phone. She wasn't looking. I, I thought that I didn't have to go through those texts. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. I thought I was over that. It's been three and a half hours and I haven't moved off this couch. This again? I plan to mow the lawn and plant the flowers and he asked me to do and I didn't do it again this again can't I be done with this lesson and I would like to say what are we saying with the this again are we saying that we should be somehow finished with what with life I want us to, instead of considering the shame cycle, I wonder if this is a student cycle. I want you to consider yourself as the character of a really good, binge-worthy TV show that has six good episodes and you're so glad when you find it on Netflix and you start watching the first one and oh my God, it's not just, it's not just me enjoying it, my partner enjoys it too, we have a show together. We have something to live for. We have something to go home to. Tuesday nights will never be the same. But what if the character that you learned to love already knew it all? What if they knew it all and they had already learned all of the lessons by halfway through the first show? It would really stop the drama. They would stop the show. It would be not very interesting because they already learned it all. They already know it all. So think about yourself as a character in a show like this. And now I want you to go with me just a little bit farther. It's a little bit of an advanced player move. So are you ready? What if before you came here, you designed with the designer the lessons that your particular self wanted to learn while here, and you created the curriculum and kept upping the stakes, and things got a little more complicated, and it seems like it's this again, but it's different. Ooh, you're good. It had all the trappings of the same thing. It felt very similar. But I want to say it's the same, but I'm different. I've gone around the sun a couple of times. I've gone around the sun like four or five more times. I know that this happened about seven years ago. Whoa, it's so weird. I mean, you were there when that happened, and we're doing this again. But the director has twisted it a little bit. 
the plot has thickened a little bit because now you've done more of your work and you've forgiven a little bit more when you could have held on. You've let some things move through you. You've let those snide comments roll off your back. But this one, this one hit you when you weren't expecting it. This one came up when you thought you had put those boundaries in place. The deception got a little smoother. The trap got a little more concealed. So yeah, it's this again, but different. What if you decided before you got here that you had certain things to learn and only the special way that things can spiral in just that familiar way? So, yes, it's spiraling, or bless you, it's spiraling around again. So similar. But say it with me. Different. And we want to shame ourselves. I should be over this by now. I should not let this bother me by now. I want to say, think about the character. Think about the audience. Think about it being the fourth episode of a six-episode series. How do you want the protagonist to respond this time with the skills they've learned, with the tenderness shown to them by God, with the wisdom they now have, what will they do now? Think about yourself. Think about the lessons that seem to be on repeat for you. I invite you right now to let the shame cycle go. You're not doing anything wrong. It's simply part of creating a really good story. And you're not the same. And the situation is not exactly the same. And with the grace of God that you've become so acquainted with, with the presence of the light, with the time that you've spent in prayer, and with opening your mind, you have new tools. The cycle or the song might be on repeat, but we're no longer going to shame ourselves for even being in this situation again. We're going to look at it as a student would look to a teacher. In some religious practices, they have what they call a beginner's mind. They approach situations, regardless of age or time or experience, they approach every situation with a beginner's mind, as if I'm the student here. What can you teach me? What can I learn from this? Because I guarantee you it's going to happen again.
We never reach the end until we draw our last breath. The situations will continue to occur. But if you want to use video game analogy, you're now on another level. And thank God you're still in the game. It's not meant to destroy you. It's meant to show you how powerful you really are. You can tell the higher up you go in levels, your discerning gets even sharper. And you can tell when it's an accusing spirit that is there only for your harm. And you will no longer attach yourself to that shame. You'll say, no, that's not me. That's not me. That's not how I think about these things. I don't even know where that thought came from. That's not of me. That's not my spirit self. That's not how I want to respond to this. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're not going to go there this time. That's not my shepherd's voice. So the next time that you are tempted to view a situation that feels very much like it's on repeat in your life and you're tempted to enter the shame cycle that you should be over it by now, think of the protagonist. Think of the shepherd. Think about how you might wield different light and different tools this time in a different way. Detach from the shame Accept the compassion and grace. Be kind to yourself. Be tender-hearted toward yourself. And let yourself release yourself through the situation. Did I make any sense with you today? Why don't we stand? Well, actually, don't stand. Stay seated. Stay seated. Before our little ones rejoin us. Would uh, you like to think about your own life? I'm sure you've been doing that as I've been talking, but do you want to sit and experience within yourself the this again? And I wonder, I'm going to have you close your eyes for a moment and just sit with it. I wonder if you can change the exclamation to this again. I welcome, I just invite you to close your eyes. It's just you and God. No, beloved, you should not know better by now. The Spirit of the Lord is within you and you can release the shame cycle. You and Jesus together can release it and let it go. I want you to imagine the Lord Jesus just rubbing in the compassion and grace that you need in your heart right now for yourself. 
and for that this again scenario and the people that participate in the drama of your life. Can you imagine sending them peace and understanding? And if you can't go that far, can you give yourself understanding for feeling the way that you do? The scripture says that Jesus bore our shame and carried our sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. The whole job, if you want to call it that, of our beautiful, loving God is to remove the guilt and shame from our lives so that we can walk free in grace and compassion with God. He's a shame lifter. You will never regret being kind. And if that cannot extend to others right now, you will never regret being kind to yourself. And eventually that will spread to others. Father, again, I pray for this house. I pray that we would walk differently forward. I pray that you would give us the courage to tell ourselves the truth and tell the truth to others in love. We're so aware of how we fail, but we feel your gentle shepherd nature lifting up our chins, wiping the tears from our cheeks and anointing us with oil once again restoring our souls and restoring us to your life. May we feel ever more identified with you. May we be aware of our identity in you. That you always see us as the beloved. And you're not disappointed with us as we are disappointed in ourselves. May a peace that passes all understanding Guard these hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And now you may stand with me as we enter this part of the service and we can have the children return.